Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Friday edition of Wesson Walker at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're trying to muster up the fun, to be honest with you, man. Yesterday was heavy. It was heavy. We got some more Miles Bridges updates, I guess, to get to. Like, we'll talk about it. It's tough because the lack of clarity on this situation, tough to get through in a lot of these conversations that I've had whether it be on Lockdown Hornets, whether it be with you, Wes Bryant on Wes and Walker, whether it be with Kyle Bailey in the fishbowl. But we've got some clarity on some things that are going on right now. We can give you some of those updates. We have some good Charlotte Hornets news, I guess. Yeah. If you like high-flying dunks from your second overall pick, you got one of those last night. That you did. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Brandon looking good. You got the call, Shrop. Shroppy looking at me right off the bat. You want me to play it? You want me to play the Sam Farr? Yeah, yeah Shroppy, I appreciate it. Contribute right now. Let's hear Sam Farr before before we even get on the bus. Get ahead past Jordan Poole. Leaves it for Kuzma. Pocket picked. Terry Rozier's got the takeaway. Torrance with numbers. Brandon Miller slicing the cup. Rises with the right hand and a facial on the defender. Who cares if they wave it off for charging? That is a highlight and a half. Wow. <laughs> Boom. Sam Farmer in midseason form with Brandon Miller having the high flying dunk. And so he's looked good with better players outside of summer league. Novel concept looks good with better players out there on the floor with him. Yeah, Great man. Thing. I was uh, disappointed, though, when I went to look for the highlight because I definitely wanted that Eric Collins special on it because I know that he would have been. Oh, man, you're right. Oh, he would have sauced that so much. Well, and Sam did, too. Big shouts to he Sam. He did. He yep. did. It on was a call. good call. Yep. Right and here. I love the fact when he said disregard, who cares about the offensive foul? Oh, yeah, for sure. It still counts to him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, by the way, this was what I do love is that Brandon Miller's dunk. I I feel like maybe this could be the start. Could we get a Wilt Chamberlain-esque because of somebody they had to change a rule? Where are you going to move the charge circle a little further from the basketball goal now? It's like move it out. Because if you can set up just outside the charge circle and still have a charge called on you, despite getting dunked on and jumped over almost, yeah, you need to move that thing out. Just go ahead and move it out. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I would love to see. Maybe we could see a rule change because of Brandon Miller. And if that's the case, as much as anybody loves Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembanyama, you get a rule change because of you and a play that you had as a rookie? Brandon Miller's the truth. (laughs) And that's what our story is here in Charlotte, and we'll be sticking to it. Let's have a fun Friday here, man. Let's get everybody set going into the weekend. Go ahead, Shroppy. Open up the doors, and let's get off the bus. Or you can play the open again if you want. <laughs> People like it. You know what I'm saying? People like it. Mm, you know, <laughs> that's a freaky Friday. That's bad. the way to start it off. <laughs> you know, that's Shroppy. He's new at this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, Fiddy. You did it in front of Fiddy walking behind the Keeping you on your toes. Oh, that's all no. it is. Yeah, I'm just giving him more of a reason to say that, you know, he's the guy that should be doing this at all times. 
<laughs> oh man, I saw Fitty walk right by the glass. I was like, could you do it at a worse time? Because now <laughs> Fitty's not going to let you live it down. And Trump has been talking some trash behind the scenes, oh, hasn't he? Wes? Yeah, he's going to get you for that one. You already know Fitty's not going to let you live that down. We've loved it though. We've loved Shroppy talking trash to Fitty, but now Fitty's going to be like, hey, bud, why don't you get the distinguish between or get the change between getting off the bus and the opener? Right. right there. Exactly. We still love you, Shroppy. We'll still let you do Shrops Props. We're not going to take that right. segment away from you, 100%. All right, let's talk about this game last night between the Charlotte Hornets and the Washington Wizards. Yeah, the Hornets lose, and, um, well, they lose because they gave up a lead that they had at the end of the game, but it's okay. It's still preseason. We're still seeing good things. I got to tell you what's hilarious, though. A little bit wants, a little bit of me wants to have Fiddy on the show right now because <laughs> P.J. Washington is struggling in the first two games, shooting-wise, <laughs> and you know who's really not struggling in preseason? It's Kelly, Kelly Oubre, Oubre with Phil. <laughs> I mean... I love it because we have had our Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington battle so much. Kelly comes out, goes five for five, just flamethrowing in the preseason. P.J. Washington gets the all-rusty award where basically it's just this brown, dusty piece of metal here, the all-rusty award before the season <laughs> actually starts. And Fiddy, God bless him, has not rubbed it in my face. We've actually joked about it, but I would love to give him the mic to do it. Either way, we're getting good stuff from Brandon Miller. LaMelo Ball, despite not the greatest efficiency shooting-wise, you can still tell he's the truth. And so I do think... Of course, outside of all of the bad feelings with this Miles Bridges uh, summons, the arrest warrant, him turning himself in actually today in Lincoln County. We'll get to some more of that in a moment. But on the floor, we are seeing some good things from the players you expect a lot from here, Wes. Yeah, and so I think that when you look at it, and I spoke on it yesterday, I don't know if it's just preseason rush for the guys, guys getting back into the swing of things. You do like the fact that they held Washington to 35% shooting. But then you also hate the fact that with the Hornets, yet again, for the second straight game, the shooting woes that we lamented last year, even though there were tons of guys out, they still continue. You shoot six for 30 from three, 37% from the field. So hopefully uh, that's something that does not continue. But they were able to pound Washington on the glass, 66 to 48. Uh, you know, you got 19 assists, but a lot of turnovers, 23 of those. So yeah. You're just thinking that maybe this is preseason wrestling and they'll uh, whip this thing into shape. But I definitely want to see those shooting numbers get a little bit more efficient, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, the shooting numbers, the whole make or miss league thing. I'm OK with you missing some shots at the beginning of the season. Hopefully it doesn't happen in the regular season. But, you know, yeah, 100 percent. Like you, you do want to see that as we start to get to the games that count. Spence wrote in Walker. I'm not even going to lie. Scoot put up 22 against Phoenix and was so smooth. Dang it. I'm telling you right now, even for me, as big of a Scoot Henderson fan, as I am. We're moving on. It's Bill Belichick style. We move on. We didn't get him. Okay. We got Brandon and we're pulling for him to be as good as he possibly can with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm all in on Brandon Miller now that he's one of ours. Yeah. And I never think about Scoot Henderson to be frank as far as what could have been. You know who I think about. I do. But they didn't have a shot at him. You know, you know they didn't have a shot at him. So that's oh, we the thing. had a shot when it came down to that second pick. If the that envelope would have gone. One way or the other. We had a 50-50 shot, baby. The lottery gods, yeah, you're saying, man. is when we had a shot? Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't We didn't as far as his availability. <laughs> but you're right. The lottery gods, they did take him away from us. Um, yeah, I do think that Brandon Miller has looked good. I'm ready for it. We're going to see what he can do and contribute as a rookie. Here's the thing, too, Wes. So as we start to get in a little bit of this Miles Bridges situation, right? 
I don't know how much we want to talk about it today, but he did turn himself in today to four rests. So if you look at now, Joe Bruno, lots of people have it out there. Uh, Bruno, I'll just read his tweet real quickly. We now have details on the January 2023 domestic violence protective order violation that the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office was trying to serve Miles Bridges on. Bridges is accused of violating the order by, quote, continually contacting the victim on social media and by phone. This in addition to the incident last week. Bridges is accused of violating a protective order during a custody exchange on October 6th. According to the criminal summons, it alleges he threw pool balls, as we mentioned yesterday, at his ex-girlfriend's car, damaging her windshield. During the exchange, he threatened to withhold child support and, quote, take everything from her, according to the summons. Bridges is also facing a child abuse charge because there were children in the car when the window broke from the pool balls. This all according to the criminal summons, by the way. The victim in question is Bridges' longtime ex-girlfriend. They have several children together. So Miles Bridges didn't turn himself in in the Lincoln County jail and uh, at the jail in Lincoln County after the arrest warrant was issued. And so that's the latest information. There is the mugshot out there. He's out on a $1,000 bond, so paid that. So now he's out. He turned himself in at 6.57 a.m. in Lincoln County. So this is the situation at hand with Miles. I We talked a lot about this yesterday. I do want to try to have some kind of good mood going in. It sucks talking about this stuff. And quite frankly, it's unfortunate that we've had so much practice talking about Miles Bridges and some of the off-the-court issues with the Charlotte Hornets. Any thoughts on Miles as we try to gather more information as some of these other updates come in from various news outlets? Oh, it just continues to be disappointing. And again, if all these alleged uh, incidences are true, then you just uh, have to just shake your head at it. And the maturity of Miles is just not there. The decision-making, the contrition, all of those things, anything you want to put to this to show that he hasn't learned this lesson from the first time, if all of this is true, allegedly, reportedly, however you uh, want to say it, then uh, this is just not a guy I just feel like that you can that you can have around. But uh, it's going to all play out in the courts, and I'm sure we're going to get more and more details, and the Hornets are going to figure out what they're going to do, and um, we'll get some more resolution on this story. I don't know what the Charlotte Hornets are going to do at this point. They told us in a statement yesterday that they're going to continue to gather information on the matter. Now that it became known to the public, the day after is when Miles Bridges turns himself in. Don't know. Now we do have a little more information now that Miles Bridges has, quote, continually tried to contact her via social media and by phone. Yeah. So if that is true, then... Miles Bridges is showing that he can't leave her alone at this point. But this is all allegedly. This is all reportedly. We're going to see what happens here with the Charlotte Hornets' decision on what to do with Miles Bridges. But we do have some news, and this is why Brandon Miller, he starts over Miles Bridges last night because Miles was never allowed to play in the preseason. That was true before we got this summons news yesterday that um, that he was not going to be able to play in the preseason or the first 10 games of this regular season. And so now you are starting to see Brandon Miller. He got the start last night, Wes. This is somebody that was coming in off of the bench, but Gordon Hayward, he had foot soreness, which, you know, uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Here we go. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, like, yeah, Jeff is correct when he talked about it yesterday or earlier today. I don't want Gordon Hayward, I guess, playing a ton of preseason minutes anyway, but... Foot soreness, not exactly what I want to hear. Because of that, and Miles Bridges not playing in preseason, Brandon Miller got the start, and he got a lot of minutes and looked good. So, 
half full, half empty. However you choose to live life. Yeah, and I like that you took that approach. I mean, you want to <laughs> see more Brandon Miller, but again, it comes at the cost of Gordon Hayward being out again, foot sore, and then so it is preseason, so we're going to give him the grace right there for that. Mm-hmm. He's a KG veteran. He'll be ready when the season comes, but hopefully when that season does come, he plays in at least. I mean, what's a good percentage you want of games from him? I mean, I'm thinking. From Gordon Hayward. Can you give us 70%, 75%? So I don't know what that equates to because I'm very bad at math. I've proven okay, that I'll a put couple it in times. games. Give me <laughs> at least. 70 games, 70, Ooh, 75 games. That, I don't think we're going to I know that. that's asking a lot, but <laughs> I'm shooting for the moon. I want 60. <laughs> Give me 60 from Gordon. I mean, what does that say when you're sitting there like, yo, you... I know. That that you expect at least 22 games. That's a lot of basketball to miss. I know. That's what I'm, this is what I'm asking for here. I just 60 want... games. Yeah, just give me 60, Gordon, and I'll be happy, to be honest with you. Um... And honestly, don't give me 60 Miami offense, please, against the Panthers. I don't want 70. I don't want 60. Give me like. I want that. Give me 20, please. It'll be 80 now. I know it'll be 80, Shroppy. I know that. I jinxed everybody. Let's get to the game day dubs and switch gears. Talk about the Carolina Panthers, their matchup this weekend against the Miami Dolphins. The dubs, the who, the what, the where, the when, the why. Who's the wide receiver that'll step up besides Adam Thielen? It's coming up next. We're off and rolling. It's Wes and Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On a Friday, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I don't know if y'all have been seeing this, by the way. My girlfriend got mad at me for continuing to buy clothes for myself because my birthday is coming up and, of course, Christmas is coming up. So she said, Walker, stop buying stuff for yourself. And then I see 704 Shop drop all the Charlotte 49ers gear. And it's like the Dave Chappelle meme, just waving their hands. Come to me, Walker. <laughs> Buy more Charlotte attire. The 704 shop dropped a lot of really cool stuff. If you are a 49er fan, it's a little pricey. But, of course, when you have great product, shop local, then you're going to have to spend a little money. But it's going to be unique, and it's going to be really cool. And so I think I might be doing that this oh, yeah. weekend. Just don't tell What's your target? Then? the significant you, other. Do you have a budget going in, or are you just going to go in and just go ham and whatever happens happens at the register that's exactly the way i live yep right there (laughs) whatever speaks to me at that time yeah because i need something cold to for the charlotte 49er games i need something for cold weather this weekend's not gonna be that bad i'm gonna be out there tailgating after the rain is all over as they take on navy hopefully they can get back on track with the charlotte 49ers at jerry richardson stadium hopefully it can be all good but 
uh, once we start to get a little bit further into the fall and the winter, I'm going to need something to bundle up. So hopefully 704 can help me out this week. I see that. Uh, I see all the releases that they've got going. So you definitely should have some options there for what you want to do. You're going to get that jacket. The jacket looks sweet. Yeah, you're going to. It looks really cool. What you mean? Say it. I'm just but, saying you're gonna get it. No, you you are thinking something. No, I was just about to ask you. I was gonna say, are you gonna are you gonna cop? How much is the jacket though? It's like fifty five. It's one fifty. It's a lot. I'm probably yeah. I, if I were to get if I were to get anything, it'd probably be the hoodie. The hoodie okay. looks cool. It's got the gold shoulders, the black yeah. trim as well. That would be Those it. Those basketball shorts are nice as well. I don't want to continue. I won't belabor this. It feel, There's something in your brain right now. I feel like there's <laughs> something in you. You want to say no, something? No, it's not. I, I you know. All right, so just what's the style? More transparency on it. I think I think seven hundred four stuff is definitely pricey, but it is. Uh, so I was just wondering when I was looking at the, the pricing on some of this stuff, I was like, all right, what are you gonna? You, you don't think it's do? worth it, is what you're saying? That's I'm it. not gonna say that about. Okay, 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 okay. I apologize. I won't. I won't you're right. I like my man Chris over there. He's okay, cool. you you tried to get me away, and I just kept. I'm sorry. I, I mean, they're gonna hit it. you with premium pricing, though, for sure. But they, but they do come out with a lot of dope collaborations, and yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke. They do have really uh, nice stuff. If I thought it was not that nice, I would not. I mean, I've been on 704 shop from uh, the jump. I remember when I used to do my food show. They 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 gave me a t-shirt. Uh, cool. And then I've gotten uh, some other things from them. And then I did the little shoot with them a couple of years ago. Where I did the Hornets t-shirts that they had with the skeleton of the player. Right. It was pretty cool. Right. All right. So, uh, yeah, and you were you were smiling at me, and I just kept believing yeah, I'm you. just because the thing was on. when I saw the price, and I said, man, I said, I wonder how much is Walker going to drop yeah. on this stuff. It doesn't help me with the bougie or the I won the lottery secretly, and I didn't <laughs> tell anybody. It does yeah. not help with that, 100%. All right, let's move on. I told you the game day dubs were coming up, and we haven't gone to it yet, but now's the time. Go ahead, hit the music, Shroppy. Mm. We're experimenting with Shroppy today. <laughs> Anytime he's in the studio, we try new things. The game day dubs, we talk about it. There is W all over this station, all over the show. Wes and Walker, WFNZ. So we decided to ask you the game day dub questions. Who, what, where, when, why. Let's start with the who for this matchup. Who is the wide receiver that will step up besides Adam Thielen in this game, Wes Bryant, who do you think that receiver is going to be? Well, it's going to have to be DJ Chark uh, at this point because with Mingo, you're not trusting him just yet. I mean, you would think the other starting receiver would have some starter-level production to be able to give to you uh, going up against a Miami Dolphins defense. That is 23rd in all of the league in total defense, man. So you need DJ Chark to come to the party here. Adam Thielen has been putting in work this season. We know this. And so the, his other starting counterpart, DJ Chark, should be the guy that steps up because uh, at this point, Hayden Hurst, the confidence is starting to waver there. And then with Jonathan Mingo, it's starting to waver a little bit as well because you just, you're just not sure that he's fully up to speed to be a big-time contributor yet, or at least we haven't seen so. So uh, that's the guy I would point to. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Who has the most targets outside of Adam Thielen this season? Do you know? Um, it would, it would have to be Miles Sanders. It's Jonathan Mingo. Okay. Jonathan Mingo has the most targets of anybody. Surprisingly, right? Uh -huh. Like, no, that's that's the point. It's yeah. like you wouldn't expect Jonathan Mingo to have the most, but DJ Chark has 21 targets. Terrace Marshall has 24. Jonathan Mingo has 26. Miles Sanders has 24. 
Chuba Hubbard has 14. Hayden Hurst, the starting tight end, has 19. So it's crazy. He's gotten five targets or more in every single game. We just have wrong routes run from Mingo. We have some drops. We have those guys not being on the same page. I think at some point, at some point, you're going to connect on these at a better rate than what you have so far as these guys start to develop chemistry. So because the volume is there, it doesn't mean that I've been wowed by Mingo's separation, by his route running or anything like that. I do think Mingo, with the football in his hands, does still have a decent amount of potential to be dangerous. I think Mingo's going to be my guy. DJ Chark, okay. if you want to try to pick up big chunks of yards, that totally makes sense. Definitely not the wrong answer. I'm going to go off the beaten path. And just because Bryce is throwing to Mingo a decent amount. And so if you just go with the volume, I think Mingo is going to be that guy. Hopefully you can pick up some yak with him catching the football from his young QB and Bryce Young. All right, let's go to the what here, Wes. It's a simple question. It's a simple what. What's the game plan coming in? Is it going to be trying to keep up with Miami, scoring as much points as possible, or run the football, really try to use a Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders, keep the time of possession in your favor what's the game plan for you yeah i think it's going to be a time of possession plan if i had to bet on what i'm seeing from frank reich at this point the panthers in this offense they're going to go in there thinking that they don't want to get just thoroughly outclassed they don't want to go in there and give up uh three four five extra possessions to the dolphins and allow this team uh that is one of the league leaders in pretty much every category you can think of offensively and so I think that Reich and the crew are going to try to, at least for the first half, I think, uh, keep this offense off of the field. As I said, number one at points, total yards, first downs, passing yards, rushing yards, and uh, rushing touchdowns. They're tops in the league. So I think you see another conservative game plan to start this football game out to try to uh, get some time of possession, keep the defense rested, because they're going to be doing a lot of running. I mean, you think about chasing around, those fast guys, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, um, that can definitely wear your defense down quick. And they like to run the football as well. So they're going to bring it to you from all angles. So I think you got to play time of possession at least uh, to try to see where it gets you in the early onset of the game. Yeah, I, I think they're going to run the football just because Vic Fangio isn't blitzing a ton with his defense. And if that's the case, then... I think Frank Reich, Bryce Young, they're going to like the way the box looks, and then they're going to try to give the ball to Miles Sanders. They're going to try to give it get to Juba Hubbard maybe even a little bit more so. Yeah. We keep asking for him. He has had more of an increased role, but it, you know, it kind of went away after giving him the football a couple games ago. Yeah, I, I think those two guys are – I think Chuba's going to have a larger volume of carries. I think he and Miles Sanders are going to continue to get the football, obviously, with Sanders getting the big contract. But because of the way Vic Fangio likes to call a defense, I think they're going to have a lot more run looks. And so I'm with you on that. I hope it doesn't come at the expense of Bryce Young not looking good, right? Like, I, I hope we don't see that game plan really hinder Bryce from playing well not having the passing yards, not having the passing efficiency. And hopefully when you run the football, it sets you up for success in the past game. That's how you would want it to work just with any other opponent. Hopefully it can work with Miami too. Let's go to the win here, Wes. Is this when we see the offense truly simplified for Bryce Young, especially after the comments made by Frank Reich earlier this week? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's everything we've been hearing. He's got the wristband now. Uh, we've heard that they need to simplify things, which has been a little disheartening to me because of everything we heard in the preseason that you could expand things and that this guy was capable of doing everything asked of him plus some. So it makes me wonder if all of that was just a uh, mumbo jumbo. 
So uh, you think about it that way. But to answer the question, uh, yeah, I think they're going to try to do it because they want Bryce playing fast. And I'm sure they want him to be as aggressive as he can be within the confines of what they want to do. And so hopefully that results in them taking some shots uh, down the field in this football game because they're going to need some chunk plays to stay with Miami because even if you have it close early, you know when you play against football teams like this, at some point if you don't apply enough pressure, they're going to get you with with a with a big play. It's coming. Yeah, That's just how they give it up. Even if it's a low-scoring game, the Dolphins, that's their MO. They're going to get big plays to either keep them in the game or to win the game. And so – um, yeah, I, I think that you want to give Bryce some opportunities to be able to go downfield, and I think they will simplify the offense for him so he can play as fast and as aggressive as can be. Well, we've seen these comments made by other NFL pundits evaluating Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. It's that they're getting a play call, and they're running the play call. They're not trying to change it at the line of scrimmage. They don't have even the free reign to do that like Bryce Young did with Carolina, which is great. You are ahead of schedule. But now it's putting way too much on your plate. And then you get Bryce Young being frustrated with himself as soon as the ball leaves his hand on a called screen pass against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that anymore. Just run the first play. Even if Bryce doesn't love it at the line of scrimmage, just rock with it and see what happens. Because you might be right with that first play that Reich called. And it might force you into some aggression where now you're just balling and you're not thinking too much. I'm with you. I think I think simplifying it is good. And I really think the fact that you might think about this negatively comes from Reich's comments in the offseason. I, I don't blame him a ton. Like, I, I understand his thought process there. We actually have to expand the playbook because he's so smart. You think you're doing a good thing, gassing up your QB at that time. Little did he know that the offense was going to be the worst in the NFL through five weeks. Mm-hmm. And so now we're saying, all right, now we got to bring this thing back. This is an indictment on Bryce Young. That's never what he wanted, but because he said it, now we're thinking that way after an 0-5 start. And it's unfortunate because that's not what Reich meant. That's not what he intended to happen to Bryce Young. But now that he's dumbing it down, quote-unquote, he didn't say that. Just that's how we feel. Simplifying, dumb it yeah. down, same thing. Now we feel weird about it. But I don't think we should. I don't think we should feel negatively about him simplifying the offense because we see C.J. Stroud balling, and I don't think he's the one calling a bunch of plays at the line of scrimmage or going to the second option if two plays come in. And huh, I'll say, I'll take simplifying it for sure if it means getting the play in faster because that has been maddening to watch this entire season and it's gotten better and that could be the key piece to what he means by simplifying things is making it so where they can get up to the line get things called have enough time to get through your cadence do whatever it is you need to do and then snap the football 100 percent, 100 percent. that's what i want to see let's go to the where is this where we see this is an interesting question to me is this where we see the last loss before changes are made because we all had if they went to 0-4 against Minnesota that was the big checkpoint game if you went to 0-4 might as well sim to the end against Detroit and Miami (laughs) it was going to be an 0-6 record so we understand if you take the loss to the team that has 70 point potential especially with the way this offense has been operating you have your weekly meeting with David Tepper But then you have this three-game stretch where even if Houston is better than we thought at the beginning of the season, Houston is still a winnable game. The Colts, the Bears, that three-game stretch. Wes, if you have a couple of bad losses in that three-game stretch, we might see changes. So I'll repeat it. Is this the last loss we see 
before changes are made with the next L. Yes, I agree with you because I think Houston and Indianapolis have the propensity to add insult to injury. We talked about that. When you get out there, I just don't know with Tepper everything that we're learning about him. I don't know if his ego can handle that. Uh, CJ Stroud getting out there, eviscerating the Panthers' defense, and Bryce Young not looking up to par. Uh, I think at that point, I think Tepper will have had enough, and some things will start to happen. Yeah, you have the bye week, right, to get ready for Houston, too, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal. And so if you have the bye week, I don't know. I, I think the public views this, and you can tell us from your playing days here, Wes, but I think the public views a loss after a bye as more so of an indictment on coaching than any. Because the uh, because I think the perception is you have all this time to learn about your opponent and you still come out with an L. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's true. Mm-hmm. I do think that's the perception from the fan. No doubt about it. And I think sometimes, man, the public, they got to understand sometimes you're just not as good as that team. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying when you roll into a game and you're playing against a better team, I mean, it helps you get an extra week of preparation. You're going over things, but I mean, you got to put onus on the players too, because the coaches, anybody weeks that I've been a part of, uh, you're drilling what the other team is doing every single day, especially in that first off week. That's when you're really, uh, you know, you're, you're touching on that stuff. And then the week coming into the game, it's kind of fine-tuning everything you did the previous week. I mean, I've been a part of some really bad uh, bye weeks. They give me the shivers thinking about some of them. But Oh, uh, share. We can get to the one well, on the other side. <laughs> well, at Wake, my first year playing, we had for some reason, I don't know how this happened, but we had a double bye, like back-to-back bye week. And it was the last time we've even seen that. That's what I'm saying. And it was bad. Like we were (laughs) hitting, running. I mean, it was awful, man. It was like training camp all over again. That's basically what it was. It was like camp all over. During that double buy, as you're saying. Yeah, it was like camp, man. And you lost. uh, Coming out of the next game, I can't remember who we played. I think we won. I can't remember 100%, but double buy week of practices, man, it it was. But wait, that sounds like it worked then, though. Sounds like if you won If the game. I guess you could say so, because <laughs> when we were going through it, we couldn't see the forest from the trees, no pun intended, but it was just like, are you serious? Like, we couldn't wait to get to the next game week. If it works, man. <laughs> Hell, the Panthers don't even have a win right now. If it's training camp, if it's a, it's training camp again, and then you beat Houston, I think the fan base is going to be okay. Mm. I don't know about the players. I get you. Maybe the players want me to shut up right now. Totally get it. Yeah, man. Bye weeks are not always good. A lot yeah. of people think it's rest and relaxation and stuff, and it is to an extent, but coaches are very resourceful, so For they're sure. going to use that time. You're going to have at least two days in that bye week where they're going to give you a some rough days. That was a different time, though. You're old man now, Wes. That was a different time. Maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the young man here before we talk about the why. Shrop it like it's hot. He's got the Canes jersey on. He's ready to go. He made one mistake earlier, but no mistakes since then, so he's off and running now. Go ahead, Shroppy. Let's drop it. Oh, I got the results. I found it. (laughs) All righty, so moving to some basketball news here. Shaquille... O'Neal has been announced as president of Reebok's basketball division, with Allen Iverson being named as the vice president. Shaq is the first to be named the Reebok basketball division president, as that is a new position, and they are trying to kind of remake themselves and make their way back into the NBA world. 
What do you think about Shaq and AI teaming up? Bro? Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, Reebok right now, the only shoes that they're selling are retros. And I have several pair of my closets from Pumps to Shaqs to Iversons. And I've definitely been supporting. Can't forget the Sean Kemp's, the Kamikazes as well. Uh, but I think that this is a smart move by them to get Shaq because he's such a big presence, still a big part out there. But then I think Iverson being tapped in with the grassroots of high school basketball. He's got the Iverson Classic. I think Reebok is looking for those next stars to come into their stable because we know what Nike represents. We know Adidas has guys, but you're sitting there looking at Puma now with a uh, Scoot Henderson and a LaMelo Ball and uh, Brianna Stewart and all of those players that they've got over there. So Reebok, I think, wants to get back into basketball in a big way. And once upon a time, they were. So I think this is a big move in going towards that. I don't feel like Reebok is a lame company either. feels like it's a cool logo. I think Reebok is a cool is a cool brand. And so we'll see what Shaq and AI are able to do teaming up with one another. You want to call an audible for this next segment and do a mailbag? It's been a while. Yeah, that's cool. All right, let's do a mailbag because we've got Chuck T asking a question on the text line to Wes. We can answer that on the other side of the break. We can play Steve Smith's comments yes, towards Jerry Judy to on that. the other side as well. Lots of fun stuff on a Friday here on Wes and Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Panthers injury report updates before we get to the Wesson Walker mailbag. That mailbag works by you asking whatever question you want to. It can be sports related. It doesn't have to be. As long as we can get by without any FCC violations, we'll ask it here on the airwave. 704 570 I want to get to some of those mailbag questions. Go ahead and think of them and text them in. But first, I want to go over the injury report updates. Joe Person, after Frank Reich spoke with media, I believe he might still be speaking with media at this time. Von Bell, Miles Sanders, Chandler Savala, Xavier Woods, Gio Ritchie. Those are the following players out against Miami. Again, Von Bell and Miles Sanders are the big ones here. We know Zavala was probably going to miss this week with the neck injury, the scary one. He suffered against Detroit. Xavier Woods, hamstring injury. We knew about that. Gio Ritchie also going to be out. Von Bell and Miles Sanders, though, out. Chuba Hubbard, Frank Reich told us, is going to get the bulk of the carries as he thinks Sanders' absence will not be long-term, which is good for Miles Sanders. I know not many people are happy about Miles and his production, but Chuba's going to get the bulk of the carries. Let's start there. Do you think this means that Chuba plays well against Miami and then maybe just has more carries this point going forward if we were to do a futures bet? Uh, it could. I think the money's still going to factor in for Miles Sanders, but... 
However, with Chuba, man, I think the fans obviously don't want to see Miles Sanders hurt, but I think now with Chuba getting in, this is what the fans have been asking for. This is his opportunity, and he's got a defense to where uh, there are going to be plays there for the taking. When you talk about this team, it's middle of the pack in rush defense, 18th to be exact in rushing yards per game, 16th in rushing yards per attempt. So if this offensive line can uh, get some type of – you know, get some sauce going out there, then Chuba can come in and do what he does and stake his claim to be the starting running back. Yeah, people are happy about it. I never want to be happy about an injury, shoulder injury. <laughs> you know about the fans my... going to come crazy. Oh, yeah, Fluke Juki writing in. Choo-choo train coming through. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo. Chuba Hubbard. People are ready for it. Um, so, yeah, Chuba is going to play. And Von Bell out. Again, as we mentioned, another big injury. I mean, that's secondary. Goodness gracious. So they are going to get Dante Jackson back, but they're going to be without Von Bell because of a quad injury. Because of Von Bell's quad injury, Matthias Farley is being called up from the practice squad, and he will start. Who? At <laughs> Math, uh, Matthias Farley. Who? From the practice squad. He's going to start at safety with Sam Franklin. Yeah, Dante Jackson is the only opening day starter that is still standing in that secondary. Yeah, the secondary is hurting. Yeah. Is that a good thing going up against Tyreek Hill and Jalen no, Waddle? No, absolutely not. You know those guys are watching that film. Boy, they are excited. Yeah, that's probably the most sarcastic question I've ever asked. <laughs> it's not there, good. Yeah, they sit there. They're like, boy, they're like, how many yards you going to get? I'm going to get 200. You can get 150. Or you want to get 175, I get 275. Now, the good news also is after Derek Brown missed practice yesterday, Brian Burns and Derek Brown were both at practice today. The injury report having been listed um, within the last hour, it does not say that those guys are going to be out. Shrop, you got something for us? Well, I just got a question. Uh So, Okay, mailbag, lead us off. So with Miles (laughs) Sanders being out and Chuba's going to get more touches, how many do you think – LaVishka ends up with this week. Mm, good question. Yeah, he'll get a few more touches as well. Uh, I could see him probably in the, I guess what they run that play with him about three, four times. Uh, Detroit, they ran it with him a few times. I would say he'll probably get three to five carries. If Ben McAdoo was on this, is still calling plays, I think we'd have about 15 screen passes to him, to LaVishka specifically. If, I don't know. Every time they've thrown, a, they've thrown a screen pass to him, he gets a first down. So People like LaVishka. He helps. And even Thomas Brown told you he's one of the better players on the roster. I think he just flat out called him the best at creating his own yardage here. Like not calling him the best skill player, but being the guy that can make something out of nothing, probably as well as anybody on the roster, which I don't think that's wrong, Wes. Uh, Mingo, I feel like has that potential. We saw it in the preseason, Mm -hmm. just not nearly as consistent as you would like him to be, especially with comparing him to some of these other rookie wide receivers. We can get get into some more of the Panthers conversation as the show goes on. I wanted to answer the questions from the people here. Chuck T, he's really the one that made me think of doing a mailbag. He wrote this in, Wes, fire fizzle. Have you seen the three-part Continental episodes on Peacock? Wes, we need to know your take. Well, you have I, a take for us. I did watch it, and because uh, I like the John Wick films, I watched the first episode of the Continental, and it was pretty pretty long, but you did get some action in there. And uh, I watched Grace Randolph's review, and she said that the rest of it, she said kind of drags and different things like that. So to answer your question, Chuck T., I watched the first episode, and it was straight fizzle. Uh, oh. It did kind of... It kind of dragged a little bit for me, too. That's why I thought when I watched the review, I said, yeah, that's kind of on par with what I thought because 
you get action in the beginning of it, the John Wick style where guys are getting shot six, seven different times and all this wild stuff was going on. And then after that, it was not a lot. And it just kind of dragged and the plot didn't keep you pulled in. Mm, that's tough to hear from you. I, even if I wasn't necessarily crazy intrigued. Yeah. I still want you to give a fire for the people, yeah. but that's tough. <laughs> if it's fizzle, I don't want you to lie about it. By the way, we got an 803 text in. Matthias Farley is a Charlotte-born local who played at Notre Dame. Excited for the local. So there you go. Pretty cool. Matthias Farley getting to start for the Carolina Panthers after you suffer some injuries at the safety position. When you get to this question, too, before we go to break, we tease the Steve Smith comment. Shroppy, if you don't mind getting that ready. The 980 question was, do you think Steve Smith broke the code from making those Judy comments public, the Jerry Judy comments public. It came across um, as a hypothetical for him to talk about a player taking things personal. I mean, I think he means hypocritical, to be honest with you. And you thought it was a little contradictory as well, Wes. Let's hear the comments. Here's Steve Smith on the broadcast last night, the game between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Here's Steve Smith talking about his conversation with Jerry Judy on the sideline. I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jack, just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's, I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was, a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy, who's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He can be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Wes. There are so many things I want to break down about that comment, to be honest with you. Yeah, that might have to. Yeah, we're, we're going to go back into that. One All right. Do, do, is that what we do? Because no, there, we can start here. OK, but I know this is something we're not going to be able to finish up. OK. All right. So there are the Steve Smith comments on Jerry Judy. I would really like to talk about that soundbite a little bit more. Okay. We have Campus Corner coming up. Mm-hmm. We have Deal or No Deal. Mm-hmm. We have more Panthers conversation. But I made the bad call of playing that sound a little too late before we had to go to break. So just. Hold, press the pause button. We'll come back to that at some point because I think that soundbite is absolutely hilarious from a legend here in Carolina. It's Wesson Walker. We'll go to the one o'clock hour on the other side of the break. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC.